Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 11th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, we have two new videos up on the blog. Uh, one I put up yesterday and one I put up today. Uh, the one I put up yesterday is uh, Yana Kunitskaya versus Marion Renault from Saturday's UFC show in Wichita, Kansas. Now, I said on my podcast on Friday, on this podcast on Friday, that I never know which Marion Renault will show up. She is capable of dominating fights, but she can also be very ineffective. And sometimes she can be like this within the same fight. And that's what happened in this fight. The fight turned out to be very close, and in the end, Marion didn't do enough in the first two rounds to win. Uh, Yana is mainly a Muay Thai fighter, so in round one, she used knees in the clinch to win the round 10-9. Round two was closer, and it could have been scored either way, but again, I thought Marion didn't do enough, and I scored a 10-9 for Yana. It was very close, in my opinion. Uh, but that's really the, the determining round. If you score that round for, for, um, for Marion, she wins the fight. And it could have gone to, to be a split decision as well. Now, in round three, Marion does what she should have been doing in the first two rounds. And that's be aggressive. She broke Kana's nose, Yana's nose and then won round three, 10 to nine. But she didn't get the finish she needed. And I scored the fight 29-28 for Yana. And all three judges scored it the same. Now, fans booed the decision, and Marion thought she won. Look at her reaction when it's announced. She thought she won the fight. But if she had been as effective in the first two rounds as she was in the third, she would have won the fight. She beat herself again. And you can't just go by the third round and say, oh, she broke her nose. She should win the fight if she broke her nose. That's not how fights are scored. Okay? If there's a finish, there's a finish. But if it goes all three rounds, all three rounds are scored equally. You can't put more weight into a round just because, you know, there was a broken nose or something like that. Fighters break their noses all the time, so it's not exactly news. But, so, that's not how fights are scored. So, really, she, she lost the first two rounds. She didn't deserve, uh, in my opinion, she did not deserve to, um, to win the fight. So I thought Yana won the fight. And, you know, Marion has recently uh, switched camps. She's gone to MMA Gold uh, in California, which is uh, uh, the same uh, 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 camp as um, Aspen Ladd. So I don't know where she goes from here. You know, she's in her 40s now, so time is running out. Like, the clock is ticking, so... We'll just have to wait and uh, see what she decides to do. But that's a fight that she could have won if she had been more aggressive in the first two rounds. But she didn't. She wasn't. She lost the fight for not doing enough. All right. Now, the other video up on the blog is uh, from last night's WWE Fastlane show. It is Asuka versus Mandy Rose. Asuka defending the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, this was set up when Mandy won a non-title match over Asuka after fooling the ref with a phony injury. They keep saying on commentary that she fooled Asuka. She didn't fool Asuka at all. 
she fooled the ref, which is a different thing, okay? Now, the big problem with this match, if you watch the video, is the bickering commentary during this match is awful, mostly because of Vince McMahon's insistence on having Corey Graves fawn over Mandy when it is clearly unnecessary. Look, we know she's hot. We don't have to be told every time she comes out. You know, they even have her come out to soft focus, believe it or not. Have you noticed that? I have. Anyway, fans blame Graves for this, but really, it's what Vince wants him to do. All right. Now, the match is okay. It's nothing special. Asuka does her usual stuff, and she sells enough to make Mandy look like a threat. Now, making fans believe she's a threat, that's another story. The ending is a little odd, and that's because Sonya Deville is out there, and she goes looking under the ring, and uh, then she went in looking under the ring on the other side. So what happened is I guess she forgot where the kendo stick was located. So she pulls out the kendo stick. Now, for some reason, she left the apron up on the ring. She didn't put it back down. I don't know why she did that. And what happened is that Mandy slipped on the apron and Asuka's spinning head kick finished her off. Now, I don't know if that was the planned ending or not. It looked kind of weird. Now, after the match, Mandy was upset with Sonya, so a split is being teased. We still don't know what the plan is for Asuka at WrestleMania. I have said all along that I would like to add her to the three-way match. She would make it better. And there is also the rumor that the WWE is considering merging the two women's titles. Now, it remains to be seen if that will happen, but apparently it is under consideration. Okay? Now, there are other uh, women's matches on the show. We First, we had um, uh, uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley defend the, uh, uh, successfully defend the uh, Raw Women, the, the, sorry, the Women's Tag Team Championships against uh, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina. And uh, the match was okay, really was nothing special. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it was the right decision to have them successfully defended. Now, what they did afterwards is uh, Beth Phoenix uh, was on commentary, and so they had uh, Tamina and Nia Jax attack Beth Phoenix, and then uh, Natalia came to the ring, and they attacked her too. So I guess that's what they're going to do at WrestleMania. I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Bailey and, um, and uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing Io uh, uh, Shirai and Kyrie Sane, uh, but I think they're going to have other plans for Io, uh, which we'll talk about probably next week. And, um, and uh, the other match, of course, that was on the show it was um, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. And the deal here is that Becky wins. She gets added to the uh, title match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. And so they did what I figured they would do. They had Ronda come out and punch Becky so that uh, Charlotte got disqualified and Becky wins, and so she gets in the match. So she wants them both in there, obviously. The match itself was nothing special. Uh, they're still trying to 
have uh, Becky with a knee injury and all that. It's a phony injury, of course. But, um, you know, I, I don't know what, what they're, uh, what's going to end up with this thing. The knee injury is a big problem, in my opinion. Okay? Uh, at least that's my opinion. I would rather they didn't do that. Okay. Okay, so uh, that was uh, the WWE. Um, now, I have a fight, couple of, I have some fight announcements. Uh, this all uh, happened on, I think, Friday. Uh, the UFC finally announced that UFC 237 will be May 11th at the Jeunesse Arena in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Now, the delay in announcing this show was that they wanted to do the show in a soccer stadium in Curitiba, but they were unable to come to terms with the venue. So, so far, there are four women's matches on the show, headlined by Rose Namahunas, defending her UFC strawweight championship against Jessica Andrade. Now, we haven't seen Rose for a while, and I know she had a neck injury. Fortunately, Trevor Whitman is a really good coach. I'm sure he has a good game plan for her. Jessica's on a three-fight winning streak, and her relentless pressure and affinity for the guillotine could spell trouble for Rose. It really depends, uh, the match really depends a lot on uh, what kind of uh, strategy Trevor Whitman comes up with for, her, for Rose. Uh, it may not make any difference. We'll just have to wait and see on it, of course. Now, in a bantamweight bout, uh, Irene Aldana will face Betch Correa. Now, both are points fighters, okay? I'm not crazy about either of them. Irene is from Mexico. She is 9-4 and 2-2 and two and two in the UFC. Beth is 35 years old. She trains with the Pitbull Brothers in Brazil. Uh, she is 10-3-1 and 5-3-1 in the UFC. We haven't seen her since 2017 because she's had, she had two eye surgeries. I really don't like either fighter. They're both points fighters. Ugh, it'll end up being like a split decision or some nonsense like that. Neither of them do enough. You know, and, and I got to wonder about the layoff, how much that's affected bets. That's the other thing. Okay. Now, uh, in a flyweight bout, Yuna, Yanan Wu will face Luana Carolina. Uh, Yanan is 22 years old from China. She's 10 and 2 and 1 and 1 in the UFC. She won over Lauren Mueller by first round arm bar after Lauren knocked her down. It seemed a little fluky. So, I mean, we'll see if she can do that sort of thing again. I, she lost her first fight, so I don't know. Uh, Luana is 25 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She won a fight in the Brazilian edition of the Dana White Contender Series. She's 5-1 and one in the Brazilian regional circuit. So she's kind of unproven. As I think both fighters need, have, need to you know, prove something. So who knows, right? And in a bantamweight bout, Talita Bernardo will face Jessica Rose Clark. Talita is 32 years old from Brazil. Her record is 5-3 and three and 1-2 and two in the UFC. She came to the UFC as a late replacement a couple of years ago. She's a terrible fighter, but she won her last fight over Sarah Morris, mostly using lay and pray. Jessie Jess, uh, as she is known, is 31 years old from Australia, but she trains at Syndicate in Las Vegas. She is 9-5 and won no contest and 2-1 and one in the UFC. She's been fighting at flyweight, but she had trouble making weight uh, for her last fight. So this is her first fight at bantamweight. Um, she should win this fight 
as Talita is really, really bad. But, you know, if Talita manages to sit on her, that's a different story. That's a different story. And Jessica may be better at uh, bantamweight. I don't know. I don't know. Now, uh, at one point, it was reported that uh, Amanda Nunez would be on this show defending her title against um, uh, Holly Holm. But uh, in an interview, Amanda says she's not going to be on this show. So that's not happening. In addition, there was supposed to be uh, a fight with, at Strawweight Boat with Talita, uh, with uh, uh, Tatiana Suarez versus, sorry, versus um, uh, Nina Ansarov. But now that Amanda, who is uh, Nina's uh, fiance, is not going to be on this show, I believe they're going to do that particular fight elsewhere. They're not going to do it on this show. It's not necessary because neither of them are Brazilian. So what they're probably going to do is move it to another show in the U.S. Okay, so uh, that's about it. Now, there's one other, um, one other uh, uh, development that I wanted to uh, comment on, and that's that um, it was announced, it was reported yesterday that the UFC has, sounds, has signed Invicta featherweight champion um, uh, Felicia Spencer. Uh, and uh, Felicia uh, is a really good fighter. She's from uh, Montreal, but she trains in Florida. Uh, I really liked her at Invicta. Now, already I'm hearing whining from idiots that, oh, they're going to make her drop to bantamweight. Well, first of all, I'm not so sure about that anymore. And the reason for that is I think it's entirely possible that Chris Cyborg will, re, will re-sign a new contract with the UFC. Now, when Chris first lost uh, to uh, Amanda Nunez uh, and, and a couple of months ago, uh, I thought, you know, I knew her contract was up, and I thought there was no question she was going to leave. But since then, she has signed with Paradigm uh, Management, and her new manager is Adi Attar. Now, if you don't know who Adi Attar is, he manages Conor McGregor and a bunch of other fighters. And in fact, Jessica I, who's got a flyweight title belt coming up, hasn't been announced yet, but it's coming. Jessica I has just signed with Paradigm as well. She's also moved to Las Vegas. But uh, the point is, Chris Cyborg has never had professional representation ever, okay? When she was uh, living in Brazil, before she came to the U.S., she was represented by uh, Brazilian uh, uh, management uh, uh, at Shootbox. And, you know, they did okay with her. But then when she came to the UFC, she switched, she moved to the U.S., and she switched to Tito Ortiz. Now, Tito Ortiz is a legend as a fighter, but he's not a manager, and he did an awful job with her. The problems that she had early on in her UFC run was his fault because he kept saying that dropping to 135 was a health risk and all that crap. And it was not true. All right? It never was. And so finally, she's not represented by Tito Ortiz or Tito Ortiz's lawyer or her boyfriend or whoever. She is now represented by a professional manager who knows how to negotiate contracts, okay? So I think at this time, 
I think it's a 50-50 shot that Chris Cyborg will sign a new contract with the UFC, whereas before, before she switched to, to Audi, Atar, I did not think that was the case at all. I thought if she remained with uh, Ortiz, that she would probably go somewhere else. But now I'm not so sure because Atar will try, will do his best to get her. There are managers. I, this is something I do keep keep an eye on. There are certain managers you need to keep an eye on, who really are very good at representing their fighters. Not all of them are, okay. But uh, Atar is certainly one of the major guys in the business. I mean, you know, Conor McGregor, his track record speaks for itself. So. I don't necessarily think that they're going to get rid of the featherweight division now. Uh, the signing of uh, so all, signing of Felicia Spencer indicates probably not because she ain't dropping to bantamweight. Okay, so already I'm seeing knee-jerk reaction from idiots, and I actually blocked a guy on Twitter over this because the guy this is a guy who who started following me because of uh, some other people that that I know who I do respect, but I looked at his Twitter account. And I thought, this guy's a dope, okay? He overreacts to everything, and that's what he did here. And so I just decided I don't want to deal with this guy anymore, and I blocked him. So if, you, if you're going to be an idiot, you're not going to last very long with me, okay? So I think it's quite possible that well, somebody mentioned to me, well, what about Macy Chason? Well, I should point out that that fight was booked before Chris Cyborg hired Adi Attar to represent her, okay? Now that Adi Attar is representing her, things are a little bit different, okay? So I think it's entirely possible that Chris Cyborg will sign a new contract. We'll just have to wait and see. They, they are in negotiations as we speak. So, but as I, as I always do, I will monitor the situation, and if Chris does sign, and I think it's possible, we'll be on that news, no question. Okay, that's about it for today. Uh, probably be back uh, later this week. I know that uh, Io Shirai is on NXT this week, and it's going to set up uh, her match at uh, um, uh, at the Takeover Show WrestleMania. And uh, I don't know if Oscar will be on TV, but it's possible. There's also a UFC show on next week. Uh, don't forget to check out both new videos, frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any uh, questions or comments, you can. Uh, leave a voicemail on Anchor's voicemail system. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.